This episode is brought to you by Digital Embroidery and Screen Printing. We are well suited to serve your needs. With everything from custom graphics, embroidery, and screen printing, to specialty items, we've got you covered. We provide exceptional service from large projects to small orders. That's Digital Embroidery in Leesburg. Find us at digital-embroidery.com. Hi, my name is Anna. You have found your way to the Paranormal Avenue. If at any time you find yourself a little scared, just remember I will be here to hold your hand in the dark. If you have a tale of the paranormal, do share, and maybe you'll find that you yourself belong here in our neighborhood. Submit your story at paranormalavenuepodcast at gmail.com. Now, let us begin. My Childhood Home I grew up in Venezuela in the late 70s. To me life was perfectly normal as a child, but as I have grown I came to learn that my home was not normal at all. We lived in a multi-generational home with five split stories. My parents and I were on the third floor, my grandmother on the fourth, and maid's quarters on the fifth. The entire home was open to the bottom floor. Growing up, I did not find it odd that my grandmother would constantly bring strangers in to bless our home. I did not blink an eye at the psychics or healers or ladies with tambourines and holy water chanting around. When I asked who they were or why they were there, they simply said to bless our home or cast out the spirits. This was my normal. I assumed every other home was like that. It wasn't odd when in the middle of the night I could hear the sounds of plates crashing in the kitchen. Our patio had a large collection of ornate plates hanging on the walls and they would crash to the ground at night. The paned windows that you had to crank open with force would suddenly open on their own. When I would wake up in the morning I would run to the kitchen on the second floor and everything was as it always was. There were no broken plates. There was no open windows. This was all as it was the night before. My family had a tradition of welcoming my dad home from work. When he came home, he would have to unlock the gate to the entryway, which was an old metal gate with several strong and loud locks. Then he would walk across the outdoor entry and unlock the front door. This also had several locks and a loud door. 
Every day once he opened the front door, he would whistle and I would come running down the stairs from the third floor. Since the entire house was open, this could be heard in all areas. One day I heard my dad coming home. I heard the gate, the locks, the door, the whistle. I ran down the stairs, but no one was there. When I looked up, both my mom and my grandmother were peering from their railings on the stairs. They had heard all the same things that I did and were convinced my dad had come home. He came home two hours later. We were never able to explain that story. I can remember seeing images at night. I would not get up from my bed because if I opened my eyes in the dark I could see red lights in the shape of people. I was convinced that since the dots were red and glowing that that meant it was the devil. I can't ever be sure of what it was. I just know that I kept my eyes shut once I was in my bed. About the time that we were getting ready to move, I remember kneeling next to my bed doing my homework. Behind me was my dresser with my mirror leaning against the wall. Like a typical little girl, I had a whole bunch of stuff on top of the dresser, most of it fragile. All of a sudden the mirror came off the wall and landed on the back of my legs. I remember screaming and my mom came running into my room. She cleaned up the glass and helped me out. To my amazement, nothing that was on my dresser had broken. I had all the Disney figurines from our trips to Florida. I had Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and not a single item was broken. I still can't explain how the mirror flew off the wall and came crashing down on me without breaking a single thing. That was the last memory I have of that house before we finally moved away. To this day, if anyone talks about spirits or energy from the other side that is true, I can feel it and will start to cry. It's not an emotional cry. I have no attachment to it. It's literally my body shaking and tears running down my face without a reason. I can usually feel the energy of others around me as well. Someone with strong psychic abilities will make me shake like I'm freezing cold or through a vibration through my body. I have been told this means I am highly sensitive. Maria If you are enjoying this podcast, please let us know and tell a friend. Your support is greatly appreciated and makes it possible. If you would like to advertise with us, 
and grow your business or spread your message, again you may reach out to us at paranormalavenuepodcast at gmail.com. Maria's other story goes. A few years back on February 15th, I was taking a shower and clearly remember having a mental conversation with my cousin Karina. I was apologizing to her for not being a better cousin. I was telling her that it was not my intention to ignore her requests to hang out or to not spend as much time with her as she asked for. I was explaining that I loved her and it was difficult because of our 13-year age gap. It didn't strike me as odd that I was having a full-on conversation in the shower to an invisible source. As soon as I got out of the bathroom and into my room, the phone rang. It was one of my aunts calling to tell me that my cousin had been in a car accident and died last night. She was coming home from Miami Beach with her girlfriends who had gone out to celebrate Valentine's Day when the crash happened at 4 a.m. For several weeks following the accident, strange things started happening. My dog, who had normally come in and out of my house through the patio door, stopped coming back in. He would go out into the yard, and then he would freeze upon re-entry. I remember seeing him standing frozen staring at me from the patio. He literally could not cross the threshold into the house. I would have to physically pick him up and carry him across the tracks of the glass sliding door. My son, who was not yet a year old, started waking up in the middle of the night screaming at the top of his lungs. It was a strange scream and I came to realize that he was not actually awake. He was having what the pediatrician called night terrors. Like a typical Latina, I asked for answers and explanations in the logical sense and then reached out to the spiritual and intuitive sources. I was told that my cousin's spirit was in my house. She had come to my house after her death to say goodbye to me and my kids. I was told to light a white candle and wish her well and she would leave. Once I did that, everything went back to normal. For several years after that, my son would have recurrent moments of sleep terrors. I could usually narrow it down to certain times of the year. It was either around Valentine's Day or her birthday and around 4 a.m. I learned to ground him by grabbing the big toes of his feet with my arms crossed and he could come down from his dream state and back to this plane. 
Thankfully, as he has grown and her spirit has hopefully crossed over, these occurrences have faded away. This episode is brought to you by Bond Photography. Two photographers, two hours, $300. Weddings, birthdays, and special events. Let us photograph your special moments. Serving the community for over 20 years. That's Bond Photography. Email us today at bondphotography at gmail.com. Comforting Angel I have heard of traveling to another time and space, but I never set out to do it. However, this one time I think I did without even trying. We all know life can get stressful, and at the moment I had a few things going on and was weighing some big decisions. The back story is that my sister died of cancer at the early age of 42. She and I were close and had a true friendship. She was the older sister of 10 years and I always went to her for advice. It was a few years after she passed that I think I went to visit her, crossing time and physical space restraints. I walked into a YMCA where a friend of mine was performing in a play. I was walking down the hall and saw a woman in a bathing suit and towel. She looked just like my sister Eugenia. I said to the woman, Wow, you look just like my sister. Her response was, I am, you dummy. I stopped in my tracks and looked in this woman's face. It truly was my sister. She asked me what I was doing here. I said I was here to see Jill perform. She said that after the show we should go to the food court and have lunch. I said, perfect. I asked her what she was doing here and her response was that she was teaching swim lessons for St. Peter. It seemed very logical at the time. A little more backstory. My whole family of swimmers had taught swim lessons most of our lives in some capacity or another. It was our go-to job when wanting to make a little extra cash. We were raised Catholic as well. So, the teaching swim lessons for St. Peter answer made good sense. After watching my friend Jill perform, I met my sister in the food court. We were trying to decide what to eat and I suggested a salad place because we were both always on a diet. 
In true sister form, we both headed for the ice cream shop instead. We had ice cream and a good heart-to-heart -heart sister talk about life. We didn't solve all my problems that day, but I felt satisfied and complete. That visit with my sister was the best gift I could have gotten. I have not experienced that kind of travel since. Our minds are so powerful. Don't underestimate your power. B. The street lights are now on, and it's time to say goodbye. The avenue is safe once again.